So what are we talking about today? Pedophile professors. Sometimes Heather doesn't shower. True. For Truth. days. Yes. Stalkers suck. Yes. A lot of people interested in you. Wait, are- there's a lot of people interested in me? <laughs> yes, there's a lot of people interested in you, and I think there's just a lot in your future. Well, the cancer doctor just started following me on Instagram, so... What cancer doctor? The cancer doctor. That's the name of the person. Speaking but of, did you meet him? I just got a notification. Well, what does he look like? I don't know. I didn't oh. even look at him. <laughs> you just, just got I'm like, well, come on, let's see. He's a doctor. Should well, we add him to your repertoire or let's look? It might be a girl. I don't know. But um, we are on Instagram. I like how that's terrible that we just both went to hot man cancer doctor. We're so extra podcast. Which Leslie has a lot of work to do on. <laughs> like, soon. I could do the work, too. Oh, look at the text we just got. It said, I love you guys. Smiley face, orange heart, Paul Prince cat. We just gave a friend really good news about animal rescue, and she loves us now. I don't think it's possible for Leslie and I, I'm Heather, by the way. I'm to, Leslie. To get in the same room without... Ending up talking about dogs and men. Sometimes cats. Oh, you're right. It is is always usually dogs. That's why I got to give a shout out to my cat whenever I can. Senor Larry, if you're out there, I love you. Okay. Speaking of cats and dogs, I've been traveling a lot for this new job, which has meant numerous people in and out of the house. It's like a crack house. It's like a crack house. (laughs) (laughs) It's not so much different than when the squatters were next door, except for they clean up their needles when they leave. So Mm. I don't know about it. I totally trust the people staying there. But I definitely had, I want to say, about four different people coming in and out for like five to six weeks there. So when I finally got home and I had like a solid two and a half weeks home, I'm like, oh, God, thank God. I climbed into bed that night, you know, changed my sheets, like clean sheet night, right? Mm. I've told you this before, but bed is like my favorite place. The only thing that would top that would be like really good food, pizza or chocolate in bed. Not with anybody, just by myself eating and watching like Frasier. If you wanted to upgrade both of these experiences, you would just add Jordan Knight. Yeah. (laughs) And he likes pizza and chocolate ice cream, too. I've heard him talk about it. Oh, my God. You could come home to Jordan Knight putting fresh sheets on your bed. (gasps) Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best. So, yeah. uh, You are pulling the Jordan night out of me. I've really been trying to behave and not drive everybody crazy with it. But I love it. It makes me smile every time. I'm imagining you walking in. And Jordan's there. Topless. Yes. Gyrating. And putting the sheets (laughs) on the bed and be like, Leslie, it's the right stuff. It's 100 (laughs) Egyptian (laughs) cotton. I got the right stuff. And here's your pizza and chocolate ice cream for dessert. Mm -hmm. And Frasier. I put Frasier on for you. And we're going to watch it together and just laugh and laugh. Toss salad and them scrambled (laughs) eggs. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes, that would be my ideal night, but I have to settle for what really happens, which is Leslie changes her own sheets for clean sheet night and the dog and the cat come up on the bed and we all snuggle together and it's a close second. So I come back, I'm getting in bed, I'm all excited. I put on HBO, it's in Spanish. And I'm like, what the heck? I go to Showtime, Spanish, all my channels. So, and by the way, like I don't pay for my cable. I have this like amazing deal through another person. Long, long story short, everything's free. So that's why I have like a million channels. So what if 
My two chihuahuas broke into your house to party with your beagle while you were gone. And of course, they selected the Spanish HBO channel so that they could watch naughty doggy movies at night. Well, maybe they did because all the dirty channels were in Spanish, too. Like, you know, whatever. I don't think there's Skinamax anymore, but it's like Showtime After Dark. Like, seriously, everything was in Spanish. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what happened. Maybe HBO or the, you know, Comcast is having a glitch. I'm going to change it. I'll watch something else. I put on TBS. I don't know. Some old like 90s movies on, which I'm a sucker for those two. And there's narration. The girl walked up to the guy and looked at her deep into her eyes and like, what is this stuff? Like, what is going on here? So then I thought maybe it was a special like where they're evaluating the movie. So they're narrating it. You're so optimistic. I tried. (laughs) And then so I'm like clicking to other channels. So it didn't happen to every single channel, but any channel that had the capability either was in Spanish or had narration on it now. And I cannot tell you how annoying it is to watch a movie. Beverly Hills 90210 was on like one of the new episodes. I'm like, I had the meal. Right. (laughs) I wasn't really watching it. Mm. And it's like, Donna looks deep into Kelly's eyes and I'm like, oh my God, I can't, I can't. So I figured out something must have happened to my TV. This went on for two weeks, two (laughs) weeks. I'm trying to figure out, like I went through every setting in my remote control. I talked to people about this and somebody told me it happened to them. Like I could not figure it out. About three nights ago, Mm. I'm like, I cannot stand this anymore. Because really the only time I sit down and watch TV is like at night when I go to bed. You just want to relax. But I was like continually getting aggravated. So I Google this thing. I wish you had gone on Facebook Live with this and been like, hey, Facebook community, I need help. This (laughs) is what's happening. Next time, that's what I'll do. Like, people have a problem. They're like, oh, Google that. Like, I still don't think that way. I still think I have to, like, call the company and the help desk and fix it myself. It literally took me, like, 30 seconds to fix. And it was actually through the cable box. So something happened. Somebody pressed something, one of the pet sitters. But then think, I'm not exactly sure when this happened. So the poor pet sitters that were sleeping in my bed after maybe wanting to watch a little TV, mm-hmm. the narration was worse than the Spanish. I could sit there and watch the Spanish movies, but the narration and the constant talking like over the movie Mm. drove me crazy. Mm -hmm. So good news. I'm clean again (laughs) (laughs) and I can listen to my TV, but I've never had that happen before. Mm. That's what happens. Pet sitters in the house. I feel like I tripped and fell into pet sitting. I've been doing a lot of pet sitting recently. When I had my first radio job once upon a time, I want to say I made $15,500 a year. And it wasn't so long ago that that wasn't still way below the poverty line. I mean, like Uh, 1970 or something. (laughs) That's been way below the poverty line for quite some time. No, it was, uh, I didn't make a lot of money. So I ended up in this really awesome situation where I found this professor who was doing teaching abroad. So she was going to be gone for the whole semester, and she needed someone to live in her house, get her mail, uh, watch her dog and her awesome cat. Her awesome cat is similar to your awesome cat. When I'd go walk the dog at night, the cat would just join us, and he would walk right with us. I didn't leash him at the time, which I know is a good idea to do, but this cat had a cat door, and he would go in and out in the backyard, and he'd stay in the yard 
unless we were going on our walk. Uh, this house was right next to an elementary school with a track. So we would literally at <laughs> the night. Cat walked around the track with you? With me and the dog, yeah. At nighttime. And I liked doing that because I, I worked nights at the time at the radio station. I would get home around like 1 a.m. And it was very well lit on that track. It was lit up all night. So we would just go out and we would walk around the track every night. But this was also the time when... I had a stalker for the first time, and this stalker reached the pinnacle of his stockiness um, while I was in this situation. So on my way home, almost one o'clock in the morning, because I was live until midnight, I stop at my friend's place, couple blocks from this house that I'm staying at, because I needed to pick something up or drop something off. It was like a five-minute visit. So I'm on my way out of her apartment, which is on the ground floor, and I open the door and I see a man at the window with his hands cupped around his eyes looking in. And when I walk out the door and I see him standing there, he jumps back and is like, oh, oh, Heather, who he lives here? your name. Oh, so he was like at your friend's house. Yeah. Heather, who who lives here? What were you doing? Why didn't you go home? Like what? What's going on? What? Uh, my heart started racing. This guy I had met at some bar events. Like I had, I recognized him, but I just thought he was a friend slash fan slash arm's length kind of person. But then he's not only standing there looking in the window of my friend's place, but he knew my routine. He was following me home. Was he looking in my windows at night while I was changing? Yeah. Like my whole sense of privacy and safety just completely flew out the window. So I was like, I'm just hanging out with my friend tonight. What are you doing? Oh, nothing. Just hanging out. Just stalking you like my normal nightly routine. I didn't know what to do. I mean, we stood there awkwardly and I was just like, okay, good night. Did and you I, go back into your friend's house? Yeah. So I go okay. back banging on the door because she thought I left. Like she thought, oh, Heather's just going to come pick up this thing and leave. It's late. She opens the door and it's kind of like, what's up, man? Like, and I just kind of push her in, tell her what happened. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I am watching this dog and this cat. I feel like I should get home and. And she's like, just hang out, like take a nap. You know, the yeah. sun is going to rise at like five o'clock in the morning. They have their little door. They can go out and potty. It'll be fine. Like they have the dog door. So I do. I stay. And then in the morning when the sun rose early, early, because she was like you, like she gets up and runs and stuff. I, I do not get up and run anymore. Well, I was on a night schedule. I worked nights and I was live at night. So I yeah. never woke up before noon, like ever. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm like, OK, yes. And so she wakes me up and I jolted awake and I got freaked out. And to this day, no one can wake me up. I got so scared that night because I knew that that guy was probably following me, watching me. For quite some time. For a long time to know my routine. And how long had you been pet sitting for those people at that time or that woman? Probably months. So was he? Oh, so he was following you to her house. Mm -hmm. What a kind of dog did she have? A really cool, chill senior golden retriever 
okay. couldn't think of the word. I was having a senior Maybe moment. Maybe not much of a guard dog type of dog. No, and I love everybody. Look how cute I am. Yeah. Which is part of why, you know, I didn't know this person before, but she felt comfortable with me. Most people feel comfortable with me because I'm a radio DJ. Like, my life is very transparent. I'm not allowed to have scandals or else I would not be able to be in this career. Um, you know where I am. I'm on the radio. I have, I'm socially active on the media sites. So people tend to trust me just because of what I do for a living. Um, yeah. There are a few things that would be a shock to anyone. And the things that are a shock are in this podcast. And they're really not that bad. <laughs> no, because you're the good one. You're the nice girl. So this guy, the weirdness um, and the, the uncomfortableness just kind of continued. I mean, this happened... 15 years ago this incident and every year on my birthday on Facebook he sends me a happy birthday message we're not friends on Facebook did you call the police like did you let them know what had happened did I have take care of it file a restraining order I have filed reports on all my stalking incidents but it's very difficult to actually get anything significant done unless someone crosses a certain line and that line is peeking in the window like at 1 a.m. is not crossing the line it is not crossing the line but that's against the law well (laughs) at the time it was not enough and um the whole thing is difficult so yes I have kept a log of most of my incidents and none of them have been that significant since then however that one feels like it won't go away Because, I mean, this guy might be listening to this podcast right now. I don't know. And there's a ton I'm leaving out of the story just because it's not that interesting. But every year on my birthday, I get a message from him. And it's just, it's it's like Law & Order Special Victims Unit level of uncomfortable. Yeah, that's scary. Especially since there was nothing you can do about it. And with social media out there, people can follow you all the time now. And, you know, we were just talking, actually... I think it was somebody else I was talking to before I came in today, but about um, checking in mm-hmm. when you're on social media. Like it used to be everywhere you went, you checked in. I'm mm-hmm. here, I'm here, I'm here. And there's still like people do that, but I feel like, oh, that's so six years ago. I will occasionally do it if I'm at a work event, mm-hmm. but I typically won't check in for personal things. Not that anybody's really stalking me, but I also don't want people to know when I'm not home. You know, oh, you're not home. She's not home. I can go ahead and break in and... I mean, my animals aren't really doing anything to protect me, but I just think times have changed that if something like that happened now, mm-hmm. um, somebody was looking in your window or following you, more could be done. I will say for a very long time when I worked in this small town and I worked nights at this radio station, I had a fantastic relationship with the police officers. There wasn't a lot going on in that town. So every night... They would swing by and check in on me. I would ask them if they wanted coffee and if they wanted to hang out. Um, Sometimes I would actually buy cookies or something and I would have them in case they came by and, you know, give them a little snack. They were like your mall cop that I had. Just without the high-pitched, squeaky Mike Tyson voice. Yes. You got to make friends with the cops. (laughs) What was the fake name we gave the mall cop? Donald. Donald. (laughs) (laughs) Donald. So they were like your Donald, but probably better. Yes. I felt safe at work, which was good because I, like I do now, I spent a lot of hours at work. Um, But yeah, there was that sudden sense and it hasn't gone away. And that's the thing that is sad when your sense of 
well-being is disrupted to the point where the rest of your life has been altered. I've never been in a significant trauma experience that a lot of people have experienced. So I don't want to make this sound more dramatic than it is, but I empathize with people and those situations that change their lives because even this small thing that happened to me, I can't sleep soundly anymore. I can't be woken up by someone touching me or I jump. And everyone that's slept in the same vicinity as me knows that they have to just kind of vocally wake me up from afar. They can't put their hand on me or I will jerk. Yeah, it is a shame that they weren't able to do more at that time. Um, And I do think things have changed a lot. Back when I was in college, I had a professor. We had adjunct professors that would come in and teach. I was a journalism major. It was super important to me to do well. You know, he taught one of the classes and I kept getting terrible grades. And I was a pretty good student, especially my journalism classes. I was Mm. involved and excited about them and engaged. So I was getting like D's, F's, D's, F's. So finally, I came up to him. Were the D's and F's like sexual uh, side (laughs) conversations? Like, I want to give you the D and F you. Well, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Probably. So I went up to him and I said, look, I don't understand why I'm, I'm doing so poorly. Like, I this doesn't make sense to me. I felt this was at least B plus work, you know, if not A quality work. So then he started offering. I could come over to his house and he could tutor me. Or we could talk about it over dinner. I caught him following me home one time. Like as I was walking through campus, he followed me in his car. Mm. Um, and a friend of mine pointed it out. I didn't even notice it. I didn't pay much attention. I think I'm different now probably because of that and for other reasons. But this went on for like a month, a month and a half. And I'm like, I'm going to fail this class like mm. at the end of it because I'm not giving in to what he wants me to do. So... I went to another professor of mine who was amazing. I'd had him before. He knew the type of student I was. And I said, I need to give you some assignments of mine. And I need you to honestly tell me if this is failing work Mm -hmm. or if this is A, B work. And he read over everything for me. And he said, no, you absolutely should not be failing these assignments. You deserve like the grades, you know, that you said. And what's going on? Mm -hmm. And I told him and he said, I will absolutely like advocate and vouch for you. So now I'm in this predicament that I didn't even want to go back to the class because he's following me home. He's asking me to come over. He's inviting himself to my apartment. Like, no way. And he was like creepy. And it, it just was. And I felt very vulnerable. And I was young. So how old was this person approximately? Mid to late 30s. And I was early 20s. He was older, but young enough to believe that you guys reasonably could get together because in his dude mind. No, this felt dirty. Dirty. Okay. Yeah. And I've had other encounters with previous teachers and it never felt that way. This felt like if you want a good grade, you're going to have to perform and not academically for me. I called up Suzanne. <laughs> I love Suzanne. <laughs> and I said, and and I'm pretty independent. With that being said, I love my mom, but especially back then, I was very independent, did my own thing, held multiple jobs, paid my own way through school. I didn't ask for help a lot unless I really needed it. Mm-hmm. So if I was coming to Suzanne, she knew that I really needed it. Mm-hmm. And we went to the dean. And I said, I have to get out of this class, put me into a different class. But it was already halfway through the semester. So they couldn't do that. The times didn't work with my schedule. 
they ended up letting me take the class as pass fail hmm. so I could at least just advance on and it wouldn't hurt my GPA. Mm-hmm. And I had to take like a test to pass out of the class, which I did. Mm-hmm. And I passed and was able to get out of it. And they did let that teacher go. He wasn't back after that. Oh, good. That, um, that's good. And I'm assuming that the teacher was not the one to grade, whether it was pass fail, it was someone No, it else. was the department. It yeah. was a committee of people in that program. Good. So- I do feel they handled it well. However, now charges, I feel, would be brought against that person. Like, I'm a student. I'm vulnerable out of college. Although I say that, and I don't know, look at the rape culture that we have right now. It's mm. it's not good. So it's better. But ultimately, I don't know if he lost his job or he just wasn't invited back. But, I mean, he followed me. And I only know the one time I saw him. So like you say, why you still have that fear? Because you don't know how much this person is watching you or other people are out there watching you. Like, I don't know to the level that ever got with him. Mm -hmm. I'll never know. We were college kids. We're out all the time, running Mm -hmm. around, gallivanting around. I mean, doing all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So Suzanne came in and put her big uh, mama bear suit on and helped me save the day. Go Suzanne. Go Suzanne. That's a really scary thing to go through. Well, yeah, and I'm glad you told me that story because you haven't told me that before that I recall. And I like to think I remember every word out of I your know. Mouth. You hang on my every word. Well, but and I think it's interesting, too, because you're talking about how things can go to core and more can be done. And I don't know if I told you, but in three days, I have jury duty. But do you know yet what it's about? No. No, but I have never been called for jury duty. I have always wanted to be called for jury duty. You are the strangest person. I have never done jury duty. I get out of it every time. I should go do it. But you know what? why I avoided it in the past? No. Because you have to be there at like 8 a.m. I know. And I don't do 8 a.m. I'm excited about that because I work late at night. So I can still work while I'm doing jury duty and I can get out of all the daytime meetings, oh. like all of that stuff I can get out of. Like, not that I don't like my meetings. I Our meetings are very productive here at work. They're not the kind of thing where you go in and then you leave and you're like, that could have been an email. No, our meetings are great. But if I'm not at the meeting with the 10 to 20 other people at the meeting, it's not like the meeting doesn't happen. I can slack off the meetings, do jury duty, and then be on the radio at night and in the overnight, which I normally You're a strange would. bird. Like you need another thing to do <laughs> because you're not going like a bunny, you know, the energizer bunny 28 out of 24 hours out of the day. But you're I'm like, f- yay, jury duty. Jury duty. <laughs> I mean, I OK, I don't want to interrupt you, ah, but I'm going to do it. We're talking about trying to get together even for this the other day. And this is how it goes. Oh, I can't do Saturday because apparently like I'm riding some bike, you know, (gasps) for pancreatic cancer, for cancer, you know, and I went, okay, no problem. And then we figure out today we're going to record. And then it was like, oh, I forgot. Like, but actually that wasn't on you, but it's just (laughs) like, it's just what organization I'm helping out with, but you're so involved. You have such a big heart and you just want to help all the people. And now you're like, I want to do my civil duty and be on jury duty. And I'm like, 
F that. <laughs> Whatever I can get out of, I will get out of. I have enough on my plate. This is funny that you bring it up. Recently, there have been some discussions where people have asked me, if you love animals so much, why don't you work with animals? Why are you even in radio? And for a long time, I felt like, well, I don't do that for one because working in the animal care industry is very emotional. It's very taxing. Would I do it? I would absolutely consider it. I've thought about it many times, but I also know that it is hard. Even if I worked for a nonprofit, it would still be taxing. Um, so one of the reasons why I like working in radio is because I am essentially a philanthropist who has no money. I give my time and I have this platform of radio, the promotion of on the radio and the social media promotion that normally a client would have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for. So it's really invigorating for me to be able to say, yes, I rode a stationary bike for pancreatic cancer. Today I was out at construction for a cure, digging in the dirt with kids for the American Cancer Society. Yes, I am doing this wine event with Must Love Box. Boxers Rescue, you know. I met them yesterday. You did? I did. I love them. Because while you were running around doing all your good deeds, I was at Paul Palooza. <laughs> Wild waves watching dogs swim in the pool. Well, maybe you might want to join me at their wine event on October 19th. Ooh, wine? Mm-hmm. You didn't mention it had wine before. We were talking about walking. That's another. <laughs> so you have two events on this day? Yes. Okay. Wine, I'm down for. Yeah. It's it's Muscle of Boxers. It is a wine event. I would um, love to join you. Can this be our like second date? <gasps> it's our second date. Okay. I thought we had more than what well, I mean. Well, I, we have different kind of dates. I mean, what was our first date? Spending the night in a hotel room together in I, California. We did <laughs> during the brownout. Yeah. I mean, so we're, we're deep in this relationship. I know. Just feels brand new to me is what it is. I love it. So I feel really excited about all the stuff that I'm doing. And it doesn't exhaust me. I mean, I had mentioned um, therapy in, in our last episode. I, I feel very strongly that therapy is good, even if your life is good. I mean, it's, it's good to do. Agreed. But one of the things that my therapist is concerned about, much like you, is that you know, my whole life is very scheduled. And she said, you know, you need to start looking at the things that you're doing and ask yourself, does this thing energize me or does it steal energy from me? And the things that energize you do more of those things and the things that steal energy do less of those things, if you can. I mean, obviously, there are things that you have to, I mean, I would 100% say that clipping the blackberry bushes in my backyard steal my energy, but I can't have a brambly backyard. <laughs> so I know. I just think that sometimes I worked all week this week and I made plans basically every other night for the duration of this week, then worked all day Saturday and now we're in here today, which gives me energy and I'm excited about and I'm not tired. But at some point, and this may have to do with the difference between our personalities, and I, I say we're both fairly extroverted, but I'm more of an introverted extrovert. So we're so extroverted. Yeah. (laughs) I need to recharge by myself. Like, I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody. Like, I need to be in my house with my animals in the quiet. The stress and anxiety I have of being scheduled out for like seven days or weeks straight is enormous for me, Mm -hmm. where I kind of feel like 
you get anxious about it, but you thrive on it as well. And I do think a lot of those activities energize you. Mm -hmm. But I agree. You need to find the balance of what can you do and then making time for your yourself and your personal life. Well, I will say that this came up with my therapist because I had made a comment to a couple of people about how I haven't had time to shower in a couple of days. (laughs) And an important thing. Some people hear that and they're like, what the heck? Like, how do you not? But you're a girl. Um, Uh, Last time I checked. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. And I think that I think the women listening can relate to the fact that it's not like oh, I have 10 minutes, so I have time to shower. I know you did that today. But I need at least an hour if I'm in a shower because there's no point in showering if I'm not going to blow dry my hair and straighten it because my hair looks like a big crinkled mushroom if I don't actually spend the time to do that. So it'll my hair looks better if I dry shampoo, don't shower, than if I were to just take a 10-minute shower, put my clothes on and leave, and then it dries all f- weird and crazy. I mean, I look homeless if I don't actually... I, yeah, I need 35 to 40 minutes, but you could just put your hair up in, like, a ponytail shower cap and, like, rinse off. Yes, I could totally do that. But what you're doing is you're running, 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 and you're so probably tired and exhausted that Mm -hmm. you're sleeping as long as you can. You get up, you do your costume change, and you run back out. So let's say I had a super late night, potentially editing one of our podcasts. Right. So let's say I had a super late night. I get home at 3 a.m., and then I have a 9 a.m. meeting the next day. Um, So it's like... There's no effing way that I'm going to do my nighttime routine and wake up early enough to shower and get to my meeting on time. So usually what I do is and please try not to be disgusted with me. But in those times, I'm not judging. you. I will wash my face. I'll leave my pants on and I'll I'll take my bra off and then I'll go to sleep and I'll get up a half hour before I have to leave I'll feed the dog, I'll dry shampoo, I'll brush my hair, I'll put some sunglasses on, and then I just put my bra back on and a new shirt. But I will literally just wear Why my pants. Why do you leave your pants on? Why don't you so just I don't have to underwear. mess with them. So I don't have to mess with them. I can't sleep in my underwear. We got nails going on with the dogs. I, my legs would get all scratched up. Really? Yeah. But in that scenario, it's like, okay, cool. At like noon, I'll go home and I'll shower and then I'll come back and then be on in the night. But sometimes I don't come home at noon because somebody's like, oh, my God, can you do this thing real quick? And then I end up doing that. And then I don't have a shower. And then the next day. When and then rolls into the next. Yeah. Day. The next yeah. day when somebody's like, hey, can you do this thing? That's when I start to have a short fuse. And I'm like, I haven't even had time to shower, you yeah. people. <laughs> like, so. So what have we learned today? Sometimes Heather doesn't shower. True. For Truth. days. Yes. Stalkers suck. Yes. And Leslie's uh, professors are pedophiles, <laughs> basically. And Google it if your TV starts speaking in Spanish with a narrator. See. Bye. Tuesday. We'll talk to you Tuesday. Tuesday.